Good morning and welcome to our online service today. Whether you're watching on your own, with members of your family or with friends, please feel the warmth of our welcome from the community here at Brighton Road Baptist Church. We are thrilled that you've chosen to share in fellowship with us today. My name is Julie Rudd and I'm a member here at BRBC. Later in the service, Michael Hogg, our leader of community evangelism, will bring God's word to us. And we will be helped in our worship with contributions from several members of our congregation. I thank each and every one of them for their willingness to help, the preparation they have done and their contributions. We come from many backgrounds and with many varied thoughts and needs to worship today. But we can be assured of one thing. We worship a great and loving God and we all give thanks to that same God. Today in our worship, we will consider the declaration of Jesus as the Messiah. Jesus had taken his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, north of the Sea of Galilee. He purposely took them away from their normal sphere of activity. He believed that his followers had already grasped that he indeed was more than God's mouthpiece. And so he asked them a key question, which Simon Peter answered. What about you? He asked them. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And so as we take time this morning away from the busyness of our activities, let us too think about this question. Let us join together and rejoice in the knowledge that we too can experience Jesus as our Messiah. So let us sing together as we declare our love and adoration for Jesus, the song, Jesus shall take the highest honor.
Let us pray together. Jesus, our Messiah, we come before you this morning in prayer with hearts full of gratitude that you came to this earth to become our Messiah. You were God's King who would save us all, fulfilling the prophecy that the coming King would be born in Bethlehem. Thank you for your amazing power and work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and your blessings over us. Thank you that you are able to bring hope even through the toughest of times, strengthening us for your purposes. Thank you for your great love and care and for your mercy and grace. Thank you that you are always with us and will never leave us. Thank you for your incredible sacrifice that we might have freedom and life. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough and for who you are, for all that you do and for all that you've given. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh. Renew us, fill us with your peace and joy. Because Lord Jesus, we love you and need you this and every day. We give you praise and thanks for you alone are worthy. You are our Messiah. In Jesus name, Amen. Jesus the Messiah. The world that was made by him knew him not. He taught, healed and loved them, yet was hated. He who knew no sin was made sin for us to be the righteousness of God. He took our place and declared us not guilty of our offences. And now, as many as received him are now sons of God and have the life of God, eternal life, a life without pain, shame and death. For this purpose he came, for us to be saved, justified, made righteous and to live life to the fullest. He is Jesus, the Messiah.
This morning's reading is taken from the Gospel according to St Matthew, chapter 16, and we're reading verses 13 to 20. These are entitled Peter's Confession of Christ. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. Thank you, Richard, for reading God's scriptures to us. As we think further on this passage, we can see the immense faith of Peter as he confessed Jesus as the Messiah. From this profession of faith, the people of God would go forward and express themselves in the dimension of the church. As we have just heard, Jesus commissioned Peter to go and build the church with the words, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. As we hear this, I wonder, how do we respond? How do we express our faith in Jesus the Messiah? And what is our commission? What role will we take in building God's church here on earth? Let us listen to the song, I the Lord of Sea and Sky, which reminds us just how great our Messiah is, but then also asks us this question, how are we going to respond? Calling in the night 
Let us pray. Father, we have been thinking of you as our Messiah and the inspiration that gives us to give ourselves in service of others. We give thanks for those who selflessly serve other people. We thank you for our National Health Service, for our doctors, nurses, paramedics and other workers who play a vital role in healing those who face illness and other, other health issues. We pray that you will give them wisdom and patience in their dealings with others and protect them from illness. We also pray for the emergency services who work to keep us safe. Grant them protection from harm, we pray. Father, we ask that you will be close to all those who are affected by COVID-19 and other illnesses, those who are facing ill health and those who are caring for them. For those who have been bereaved, those whose jobs and businesses have been affected by the economic downturn, those who are suffering from loneliness and isolation, or who are anxious about the future. Father, we pray for our government. 
Give them wisdom and help them to make the right decisions for our country and the world as we prepare for a future outside the European Union. As concerns about a second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic continue, we pray that the government will achieve the right balance between health, freedom and people's livelihoods. Father, at this holiday time, we pray for those who are enjoying a break and also for those whose plans have been frustrated by current events. Finally, we remember the missionary workers who are associated with our fellowship, for Callie in Brazil, for Claire in Chad, for Peter and Louise in Bangladesh, and for other people known to us. May their work flourish, and as the coronavirus spreads in Brazil and Chad, we pray for your protection to surround them. We bring these things before you, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Jesus was always asking questions. But some of his questions are more important than others. On one occasion, Jesus was with his disciples at a place way up north called Caesarea Philippi. It stood in a, a lush area near the foot of Mount Hermon, only 25 miles from the Jewish religious communities of Galilee. The city was dominated by immorality and the worship of pagan idols and gods. In the cliff that stood above the city, local people built shrines to the Greek god Pan, half man, half goat. The Greeks had named the city Panaeus in his honour. But when the Romans conquered the territory, Herod Philip I rebuilt the city and named it after himself, Caesarea Philippi. Alongside the huge temple to Pan, Philip built a temple for the worship of the Roman Emperor as a god. This temple to Pan was located right next to a great cave leading to a crevice in the ground. This was thought to be the place where the dead spirits would go to and from Hades, the underworld of the dead. It was called the Gates of Hades. It was here in immoral and idolatrous Caesarea Philippi that people committed detestable and lewd acts as a form of worship. Jesus had taken his disciples to the red light district of their day. And it was here in the midst of immorality and idolatry that Jesus asks a couple of questions. Jesus' first question was, who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus is referring to the figure found in their scriptures known as the Son of Man. He is allowing their theoretical and theological speculations. His disciples answer with the popular and current opinions who this Son of Man is. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man on numerous occasions. In effect, he's asking them, who do people say I am? Today, there are all kinds of opinions and ideas about who Jesus is. People worldwide and in our community, in our families, are divided about the person of Jesus. Jesus' next question to his disciples is a crucial question for their understanding and for their destiny. It is a crucial question 
for us too. It is here that Jesus now gets personal. But what about you? Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? You see, Jesus doesn't allow our belief to remain theoretical. There is no room on the fence when it comes to Jesus. He's not looking for a religiously constructed idea. Who do you say I am? This is a question asked of you also, watching today or listening today. Who do you say Jesus is? There are many opinions, but there is only one truth. What you answer to this question is crucial for eternal life. Also, Jesus doesn't say, who do you think I am? But who do you say I am? Who do you proclaim Jesus to be? We can think about who Jesus is. We can believe who Jesus is. But are we willing to say who Jesus is? Before our family, our friends, our colleagues, our community, our society, our world. Who are you going to say Jesus is when you have the opportunity to proclaim him? Peter, bless him, jumps in with both feet. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. They are surrounded by idols, dead gods, gods of stone, wood, metal. Yet Peter has a revelation of who Jesus truly is. He is the Son of the living God, the Messiah, the Christ that God had promised to send to save his people. This was not something that Peter had worked out, but was a truth that God had revealed to him. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Today, hear the question from Jesus' own lips. Who do you say I am? What do you believe about Jesus? What will you confess before others about Jesus. Because if it is true that he is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, then this has implications 
for all of our lives, for your life, for the lives of those around you, for those you care about and love. What people do with Jesus determines their eternal destiny. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, there are not many ways to God, but only one way through faith in Jesus Christ. Peter later preaches the truth about Jesus, that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to humankind by which we must be saved. If you believe that Jesus is who he clearly claims to be, God fully in the flesh, God as a human being, come to save us through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave, then say this through the way that you live your life by faith before others. The Apostle Paul writes, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your hearts that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. This powerful truth will not even the gates of Hades will be able to overcome.
Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever, forever and, ever. and ever. Amen. Amen. And so, as our time together draws to a close, I hope and pray that this service has provided the space and time away from the busyness of our day-to-day -day lives to meet afresh with Jesus the Messiah. May you know his presence in your hearts and minds as you journey through this coming week. And may we each respond to his kingship by offering ourselves in the building of his church, wherever we are. Be that the community we live in, we work in, or we worship in. Thank you so much for joining us today and may God richly bless each and every one. <laughs>